0: Not that deep, bro. Bro, we're back. Don't forget the bro. We're back. Don't forget about
1: us. How have you been? Uh, A lot has changed. I can't Uh, believe since the last podcast, like, what has happened?
0: I know. The world's gone into full lockdown. Everywhere. It's just...
1: Remotely communicating. Mm Mm-hmm. It's
0: the only way we can get this out there.
1: Only grateful for the human connection to be honest with you Martin it's getting mm-hmm. quite peculiar not um, I don't know you go to the shops and stuff like that but you can't you can't speak to anyone it's, it's, it's scary
0: I try to, to be honest when I go to the shop I try to talk to like all the people that work there as much as possible just, cause, just to get that bit of extra human interaction than just the people that you live with Do you know what I mean
1: yeah, it's really highlighting those little kind of interactions that you have on a day to day basis that you take for granted, you know, like mm-hmm. small talk and stuff like that. It's it's nice to kind of engage with people when 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 you can, you know, when it's
0: appropriate. Mm-hmm. That's it. When you when the law says you can.
1: <laughs> I wonder what's gonna happen, you know, long term. It's all it's all a bit in the air, isn't it, at the moment?
0: Well, they would they were saying that it's like or oh, China has closed its gyms and restaurants again just because they think they might be getting a second wave.
1: So, well, I think, you know, a time like this is kind of as scary and ambiguous and uncertain as it is, we can kind of use this time, you know, it's a good time to be watching films and kind of... Mm-hmm. To be productive in long, art. Yeah, and having these long conversations about, uh, about films and whatnot. It seems more appropriate mm-hmm. Pe- many mm-hmm. people have a bit more time To uh, to kind of listen to what we have to say It'll be interesting What's this?
0: Episode 10?
1: So a this big episode ten. This is that big
0: three. one-o? This is double We've done 10 episodes oh, It's been yeah. a long time It's been almost a year Since we first started our First it's been, podcast
1: I know, in April we had the most Downloads that we've ever had So mm-hmm. uh, Appreciate everyone listening for their continued interest, and we're nearing our 300th download, so that will hopefully coincide with our 10th episode. And you know, as the year progresses and we churn out more content, hopefully we're going to see more people paying attention. Mm-hmm. So this episode is going, yeah, number 10. I have tasked Martin with watching the 1982 Martin Scorsese directed film. The King of Comedy, featuring Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis and Diane Abbott. What did you think of it, Martin?
0: I thought uh first, well, first half an hour of the film, I thought it was quite sad. But then it's sort of like you could see as the film progresses, that it turns into a sort of like a more um oh, sort of film that it's like he's he he has one dream and all he's doing is to achieve that one goal. And obviously at the start, it's very sad with yeah. the whole so, to me. To me, that's what I think.
1: The film is about a young man that Robert De Niro plays called Rupert Pupkin. And he is a stand-up comedian, well, an aspiring stand-up comedian with dreams of hitting it big. And he basically has a will, a very strong will, to uh, Mm -hmm. bring his dream into uh, manifestation, you know? So he'll do anything to achieve that dream. And as the film goes on, you you kind of see the extent of his... uh, his will to um to achieve to make what that he
0: dream come alive
1: yeah yeah to what he to achieve what he wants to achieve and he ends up mm-hmm. kind of committing many crimes and doing many immoral things in the name of making a name for himself um which, but at, least, you know, I, at,
0: at least he tried like at the beginning <laughs> he tried to go or like try to go so he didn't have to use Force to make this happen. Do you know what I mean? At least he tried to do it the right way instead of it being what happened in the film. Do you know well,
1: what I mean? I, I think it's quite a divisive, de, a divisive film in the sense that you you emote with Rupert pumpkin throughout the film, even though like mm-hmm. he's um, he's doing unlikable things. There's a part of you that's almost kind of rooting for him and this is where you kind of see this crossover between this film and The Joker. Todd Phillips' film Mm -hmm. that was released uh, last year that, you know, crazy success and it did really well, but there's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of homages to The King of Comedy and Martin Scorsese was originally attached to the Joker film and then kind of his name was removed from it, but you couldn't, like, feel his presence in that film. And I think, did you, watch watching King of Comedy, like, get that vibe? Like, you felt the same sort of themes running through yeah. King of
0: Comedy? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I, I thought... Because it was... Because the Joker was a film that was sort of in made in the same sort of way as a king of comedy but in a superhero in a villain sort of way you you sort of knew that with the joker there was there was gonna
1: be
0: there's gonna be a scene where something bad happens you know what i mean
1: it's always yeah, one they both have like a sense of where it's like building up to something mm-hmm. they definitely, definitely felt that throughout
0: the two yeah. films. that's it yeah that's it even though in like the king comedy it didn't it didn't when it hit the the peak of it it didn't seem like it was gonna go that way it was gonna go a different way obviously as you as you're going through the film you see that it sort of feels like he's having a mental breakdown. I mean like
1: Yeah, well that's he's that, talking that, to
0: himself he, and he's a
1: talk throughout mm-hmm. the whole film. Kind of like the joke, you're like, oh, this guy keeps kind of coming up against barriers. he people are giving him more and more shit. Eventually he's gonna snap. And that obviously it, the you know, the Joker and King of Comedy are thirty years apart and there's the is very much made for the nine nineteen twenties. Made for uh, the 2020s, our sort of generation, it speaks mm-hmm. to the uh, the young person that's uh, feels like it's all against them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Where
0: struggling, of,
1: yeah, and the king of comedy, it, it, I think it speaks that same message, but it's appropriate to the audience of 1982. It's mm-hmm. more about the stand-up commit. The dream back then, like pre-internet, the, the idea of going on a late-night talk show that was like the dream. That's like the height right. of like, you know, there's no YouTube, there's no, you don't go on Hot Ones, you don't, like, do any of this other press no. that exists now. So that's, what, like, the attitude of Rupert Pupkin. He he just wants to make it as a star, and going on that TV show is in his head. If I'm on that show, I am a star, therefore I have to make that happen any way possible.
0: Even But even now, to be honest, like, that that way of thinking that he has... It's still like hard to find in these days. Do you know what I mean? like it's 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 more like that everyone can be famous easily because of the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, we, that like time,
1: I, yeah, I think that's why the film kind of is is relevant and has kind Of lasting Paris because with the YouTube generation, we've seen like a whole generation of Rupert Pumpkins, all these like yeah. people doing yeah. things, get famous. It's on a smaller scale, and it's not mm. that they're all little storms in teacups, these little YouTube sensations. But they I can't believe Scorsese was like so on the pulse of what was to come back in like 1982. It is, uh, it's this is the first Scorsese film I think we spoke about on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, I think so. Um yeah, there, there hasn't been any more because I would I would have definitely known but he's an interesting one. director.
1: And there's yeah. like a lot of films that he's known for, you know, like your Goodfellas and your Wolf of Wall Streets and your casinos and stuff like that. But i mm-hmm. I like, this is kind of like a well, since the joke has come out it's seen a revival in uh, popularity. But in terms of like his whole filmography, it's a fairly underrated film. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not one that people talk about.
0: Which is, to be honest, like there's not going to be a lot of people talking about. Oh well, look at that little guy. We should make more people famous because of this film. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that's why people aren't still watching it, or because people think they can't relate to it. They're like, oh no, that ain't me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing that. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna be kidnapping no one to be famous. Blah, blah blah. I've got talent. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't think. Well,
1: it's very true, but. Like, I think the reality of it, like I think you're right, people would probably relate more to like Scorsese's films like The Wolf of Wall Street or Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. But I find that so silly because the people that like like those films aren't gangsters and they can't relate no. to that life. They, they aspire to have that life, but they can't yeah. relate to it. Whereas they're probably closer to Rupert Pupkin in, uh, in mindset than they are to mm-hmm. anyone in The like, Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that.
0: So That's it's, why it's underrated. Cause they're like oh, yeah no, no no it's not gonna be me it's not gonna be me it's not gonna be me and you're like well it probably is you right now but you're not you don't want to you don't want to
1: yeah, yeah you can't
0: tell can't yourself yeah you know you can't see that yourself
1: it's difficult to admit you're a rupert pumpkin
0: exactly yeah so um, it's probably why it's underrated to be honest
1: but he's got, like... well, what? We'll do some other Scorsese films at some point. He's got one called After Hours that I would say it's probably more underrated than this. And it's... I've After said, Hours. It's I've, like his version of I've the highest one
0: After Hours. I've heard it, but I'm not sure uh, if I've I'm seen
1: it. I'm sure I spoke to you about it before. He made it for TV, I think. It's, it's a really, like, kind of small-budget, different film, but it's just about this, like, guy who... Everyone in his life starts like turning against him, and it's like this bad nightmare. And it's it's a great film, but again, nothing like you what people would expect from Scorsese. Mm-hmm.
0: No, nothing gangster is going to be like completely normal. It,
1: it's well, it's the opposite. It's just not. It's just not that whole like gangster vibe that he puts in a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of. It just like nothing to do with that he's mm-hmm. definitely certainly an interesting interesting director what would you say what was your favourite scene?
0: what would be my favourite scene? Um, it'll probably be when we, when I actually got to see his act near the end you know when they fi- he finally shows his his act to the Lewis, to that yeah. girl Yeah. No, to that girl. What's well, her name?
1: I've not seen it in a second. Is that
0: oh, it's that black woman, I can't remember her name. On like you you said her name in the
1: her real name. What, Rita? Yeah. Diane Abbott. Yeah, Diane Abbott's character, the bartender. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the love and interest of uh...
0: Yeah. Rupert. mm-hmm. that was so, probably my like my favorite scene like when you actually got to see his old like skit
1: yeah and if I recall correctly it's quite good isn't it like he's like yeah committed, yeah, he's, yeah, like, quite really good.
0: committed yeah. to
1: the role
0: and he's, mm-hmm. he's very like and, no one no one believes in him but like well the person who who introduces him is like I can't be reading this this is garbage, and then everybody else around him is like laughing, Is like, yeah, it's good, because it is
1: good. A, yeah, there's a certain, like, um, self-confidence, that I think as a, like an artist, or, or you know, a, career, a person that does something creative, you have to have in yourself, because like, if you don't like yourself, like, no one's going to like, uh, like mm-hmm. you, apart from other people that don't like themselves, And but cultivating a large audience of people that don't like themselves isn't ideal in the long run, I think, um, <laughs> so it, it's, I think Rupert Pupkins' attitude definitely speaks to the mindset of creative people but it also speaks to that fine line between like create uh, like being a genius and being absolutely insane like it's a very fine
0: line <laughs> Your, oh yeah it's very very thin just because uh, even even going through the film you see uh, it, it just feels like he's going insane and like it, it's gonna be to be honest what happened what he did compared to like what I thought in my head was going to happen was completely different. It was completely different. I thought there was going to be, I didn't think it was just going to turn himself over. I thought he was going to have like some sort of master plan and he'll get away with it. And...
1: Well, he knew that the, the, um, no, the, the, Bad press that he get from being in jail would be the springboard that would make him a worldwide star. Like the, the, the and some, it did. yeah, and on paper, really, what this film's about is one day Rupert Pupkin decides I'm going to be famous, and then he makes it happen. Like it, yeah. he he very successfully pulls off the thing that he, he wants to do at the beginning of the film. It's, it's
0: <laughs> he try, he tries to do it legit at the start. You know what I mean? Like talking to obviously the biggest person in his field of yeah, kind of, me what to do.
1: It, it brings your heart because he's really trying. Yeah,
0: he's trying his hardest, and every turn they just turn him down. Every fucking um, junction, it's just no, you're blocked. Do You know what I mean? So then he's he's had to go for extreme measures. You
1: know what, what I'm like saying? Television right? studio, and he, he like waits. It, it
0: just like, exactly God, just oh. sits there. It's like that's what I'm saying it's t- kind of sad because like although he's like joking about it it's like oh talking to himself having a good time with this like all this shit happening then all he does is like go to to that guy's uh tv station and keep asking for him and keeps like being like oh, I'm, i'll just wait i'll wait till monday i don't care i'll wait i'll wait a whole week if i have to i'll sit right here do you know what i mean like he's trying his hardest and then it's sort
1: and of then, sad like, when my, my favorite oh carry on
0: uh, like it's so sad when
1: he goes um he takes uh the, his love interest my, this is my favourite scene when they is go it? to his house and she yeah. like he, he picks it up to her that like they're gonna have this meeting and he knows him and it's all fine and mm-hmm. you just you got the amount of emotion I felt for her being there like oh. she thinks that he's this thing and she's like oh my god he's treating me and like I'm like a this is going to be a special day for me, and then she gets there, and it's just not what like it sold. No,
0: nah. exactly. All. I was like, I like, I felt like as I was watching, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, like, I can't watch this. This is horrifying. Imagine that happening to you as a person. You're Like, holy shit! What but then on the, the, the
1: flip side, there's something endearing about like Rupert Putkin's attitude of being like. I'm just going to turn, I know where this dude lives, like, I'm going to turn up at his house, and if I act like it's normal, he might, like, just roll with it. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs>
0: that that's what's exactly, what?
1: Crazy. To have that thought process and be like, yeah, that's going to work, like, <laughs> that's a good idea. It's crazy. But,
0: but that, I feel like I do that sometimes. I know it's not, like, it's not with, like, somebody famous or somebody that, like, I don't know, but I just, I just go, fuck it, let's go with the flow, see what happens, turn up at a house, whatever, you know what I mean? Well, there's,
1: I, like, I, there, there's a thing to that attitude, there's a good, um, you know, steve from Jackass, of all mm-hmm.
0: people,
1: he has a story where at a young age, he, there was a band he really liked called Motley Crew and they were playing in his town, and he knew the managers, I think, um this story's going to be correct. He knew the hotel where they were staying and he knew the manager's name. So he rang the hotel up and asked for the manager's room because he knew the name and he got through and like he was talking to them on the phone and they were like, yeah, yeah, come on down. You can be like, backstage and stuff like that. And this was like when he was like 10 years old and he just did it because he just he was like, well, it makes sense. I know the hotel where they are. I know the manager's name. Why not try? Like,
0: mm-hmm. why Exactly. That's, wh- yeah. Why that's the- what... Not- that's exactly Rupert Pupkin's um, sort of attitude towards everything that he was doing.
1: Okay. And I guess I should point out that the um, the guy that Rupert Pupkin ends up kidnapping is, what's he called in the... Yeah, he, he, he J- Jerry Lang. Okay.
0: Jerry Langford,
1: yeah. By Jerry Lewis. And Jerry Lewis is a kind of... A comedian, a uh, entertainer, uh, but from back in like the 1950s, 1940s, you know, Dean Martin ain't that kick in the head. Yeah, him and Dean had like a um, an act together back in like the 40s and 50s. They came up together, really? Dean, Dean and Jerry. Like that was how they got famous, and so. Him playing that role is very much like Robert De Niro Playing that chat show Host role It's very like Passing
0: Oh top. yeah 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 So okay yeah I, get, I see where you're coming from Cause um You sort of see The transition Like when He plays In the Joker Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. And obviously That is Rupert Pupkin And now he's the yeah. host it's, it's sick It's really like the, the connection between the two Is mad
0: Now I wanna Now I wanna know What what was, that guy, what was the What was the guy's name in the Joker that presented that show?
1: What what was his um what was Robert De Niro's character's name? Yeah, um, look it up. I'll find out.
0: Because if maybe it's just a thought in my head. Maybe his, maybe his name yeah. is, is an anagram for Rupert Pupkin. Who knows?
1: Murray Franklin, Rupert Pupkin, Murray Franklin. You can see yeah. the, you can see the, the. It it even says on Wikipedia. De Niro says his role in Joker pays homage to his character from the King of Comedy, Rupert Pupkin,
0: mm-hmm. who is a
1: comedian obsessed with the talk show host.
0: But it did end as bad as. That's that, I guess.
1: <laughs> you got to think, like, 1982, like, what? Okay, Lennon, John Lennon had been shot, but we have not had, like, Columbine, and we hadn't had, like, we're, like, culture got a lot more extreme in the time between King of Comedy and Joker. In terms yeah, it was, of, like some of the-
0: Yeah, it was more, at that time, it was more like
1: hush-hush about... Violence. Do you
0: know what I mean? Like, well, I just think already-
1: that what everyone has like a phone in their pocket now and a camera and stuff like that, and we can, you can go on the internet and watch like any range of the awful things that happen on the planet. Whereas in mm-hmm. like 1982, you no one only wants to hear that. Well, you'd only all you'd have access to is like what the news and the television yeah. was like had to offer you, and you'd read, like, there'd be like. Magazines for fringe topics and like weird kind of like hobbies and stuff like that. But pre internet, it's just a different world.
0: Pre internet, where we were born, it was a different world, to be honest.
1: Well, I, I think there'd be people out there like born in the 80s that'd be laughing at me, but I, I do feel lucky to be born in 94. Remember being in like my first year of school and like doing stuff on floppy disks. And, like, you definitely remembering, like, dial-up internet and, and mm-hmm. having to sign into AOL and MSN and LimeWire and all of that. I remember MySpace coming. I remember, <laughs> like the record industry fucking crashing in, like, 2005 because illegal downloading was, like, off the charts. And then I remember...
0: LimeWire.
1: Yeah, and Spotify coming around and being like, what, all the music for, like, free? Free. That sounds ridiculous, you know, This is never going to take off. And, and look, of at sudden, uh, look at it now. Look at it now.
0: that was. I always thought that was going to take off. People, free music. Oh, of course that was going to happen. I knew it.
1: It sounded way too good to be true when someone first told me mm-hmm. about it. I remember because I, you know, I was you, you'd, you'd spend time like scouring the internet for certain songs that like were hard to find and stuff like that. And you, I'd go to like the car boot at Croft and like the. Bit mm-hmm. CDs there that I'd only have read about on the internet and stuff like that, but then someone comes to me and they're like Oh, yeah, there's this thing called Spotify and it just has all the music like, What are you talking about? <laughs> like,
0: Shut up! Shut up!
1: But, hey, here we are
0: I remember using, the, uh, what, YouTube converter to get a song on my phone oh, I used to To, to make it. it my ringtone
1: Sometimes what? It's just easy to do that, like if you just quickly need a song for something, you just grab the old YouTube converter and...
0: <laughs> I can't believe that's still going on, to be honest.
1: I can't, there's, well I guess Torrents are like the, the name of the game now, yeah. Well
0: yeah, Torrents the the, is the new LimeWire, that's what that is.
1: I miss LimeWire.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'd rather have all my music on my phone... Pay ten pounds a month and get it all for free. Oh, but it was like, like it was like a lucky
1: day. it was like a little raffle. Like you yeah, go look
0: No, it no. Uh, it's disgusting.
1: <laughs> completely different.
0: <laughs> I remember just searching for films that I wanted and always getting porn. Always. Always. Well, there was always like, of it.
1: Green Day new song and it come up with like girl with green hair loves it all day or something like that <laughs> yeah. like, well, I didn't like ask for that like at all <laughs> oh.
0: uh,
1: Jesus and then I remember like having an iPod Classic and like downloading super bad back in like 2007 but it was like filmed in the cinema like someone mm-hmm. had it mm-hmm. filmed it in the cinema and Standard. I was it on a, like, a classic and it was like so you'd wait for like three, four days for it to download the computer was on for like three days straight and you'd come home every day from school and be like oh god it only did 18% <laughs> 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 and eventually it, it was just awful quality but it was the best of. it was the best of times it was the worst
0: the of worst times. of times yeah <laughs> What was your favourite scene in the film?
1: Well, I, I just said the one where he takes her to the house.
0: Oh, He's really? Like, that's your favourite scene?
1: Yeah, just, like, his it's endearing he, the amount of gall Rupert Pupkin has to mm. think that that is a legitimate situation that he could have, like, pulled off. Like, that's ambition. Uh, respect. <laughs> I respect It's got... such a stupid situation. It,
0: did, you, did you have a... Um... A feeling. Well, when I first saw her getting into the house, I saw her had a um, Marilyn Monroe feeling because of her dress. You see how her dress was.
1: Uh, yeah, as I say, I've not seen it in a hot second, but uh,
0: but yeah, she she had a she had her,
1: a press him, doesn't she? Because it's like a uh, date situation. He
0: mm-hmm. tells her it's a date. I, I never thought what was going to happen.
1: To a girl, like being like, I'm gonna take you on a date, and you go to this guy's hat, like, it's uh, it's all the audacity, the it, audacity. He,
0: he, he's got massive balls, is what that is. That's that's some big balls right there.
1: It's one of those things yeah. where it's like you call him an idiot for the whole film, but then you realize at the end of the film he got what he wanted, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Okay,
0: am I the idiot? What happened? Like, is he <laughs> yeah. <a good> person? <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was going to happen in that house scene, it was like, because obviously when he first came in, um, that when Jerry first came in, you see, you see him, you saw him look at the girl, um, and he was just so of stunned, um, and I'm guessing it was by her beauty. Do you know what I mean?
1: the can managed to acquire
0: someone of such yeah beauty. Such yeah. mm. so you you you're sort of thinking like ah, what's happening so i thought it was going to be more like oh why are you with this, with this guy you should be with me blah 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 I, I, the ending of the film was in my head was so different to what it actually was I liked it better how it actually ended than what I thought was going to happen in my head.
1: Do you know what I mean? see his long awaited autobiography. King for a night. What? Yeah, at the end, you see his, his, his autobiography, like he writes the book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A king for a night. The king for a night. That's what it's said.
1: He always calls himself the king of comedy. And my the name king. is Rupert Pupkin
0: when when he first like fucking, um sneaks into the to the studio after kidnapping Jerry he saw like i'm the king uh you're looking for me I'm the king and i'm like what? the king all right you when he talks to that when he talks to that uh, film uh i don't know i'm, I'm guessing like the video producer role or whatever what he sex. says yeah, on the set, he's like, I'm the king. Like, well, thank you, Your Majesty. Would you like some tea and crumpets? I, I, I had to laugh. I was laughing so hard at him. I was like, such a good joke. Such a good time for the joke.
1: And he's it, like, well, he's just like in charge of the city. Like, he's on a set. That's something that would normally, like, intimidate any regular person that, like, off the street, but Rupert Pumpkin, mm-hmm. like walks around that environment like he's like king of the powers because he's been thinking of
0: it for so long. So long. It's like embedded in his in his cells that he's going to be the king of comedy.
1: He's planned it all out.
0: Mm -hmm. He's planned it out. And it's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to kidnap somebody really rich and make go to jail.
1: (laughs) I think it's like I don't know, played out now, especially now the Joker's come out. Yeah. You, you, you couldn't you could you could could do it now. Yeah, no, you, you couldn't you could do that. Especially the connotations, you know, of what has happened with the character of the Joker over the years. Mm. It's actually very true. You I could, hadn't even thought about, like, the whole um, Heath Ledger, Joker shootings thing in. Relation to the Todd Phillips Joker film, like that's quite like a bold fucking move. Because didn't someone shoot up a cinema dressed up as the Joker just after The Dark Knight Rises?
0: Uh, I'm not sure.
1: I think that was like a big deal. Uh, I feel like no, there wasn't. Yeah,
0: there wasn't was, a guy.
1: Areas, James. Guy- Yeah, yeah, this is the dude. He had orange hair. And what was his deal? It's got something to do with Batman, I remember it. <laughs>
0: it's always got to do... It's always got to do something with Batman. <laughs> uh, ba- Batman yeah, is pretty the pretty only pretty superhero... Is the Batman and... Mm. Mm. Batman's probably the only superhero that people will relate... M- more to i would say tony stark but tony stark has got a fucking iron seat so why
1: do like that's so lame that people can only relate to the superheroes that aren't actually like superheroes like tony stark and bruce wayne are the only two that they don't have any powers they just like have good technology around them and a lot of money (laughs) Mm -hmm. whereas the hulk and Superman, they're like mutant people. Like if they walked into the room, you'd be like, "You are like abnormal. <laughs> you but, just turned green."
0: Yeah, but like Superman is an alien, so like he can't really help it. The Hulk did that to himself. Bruce Banner did that to himself.
1: So a, an interesting concept, the whole superhero thing, and why we've mm-hmm. like developed the idea of superheroes, and they're like because don't know they've before superheroes there were like cowboys that was like the big thing in movies that like kids, young boys would want to be, they'd look up to like John Wayne and like him walking through the desert with mm-hmm. his gun and shit and like that would be what they looked up to and be like oh I want to be like that but like that I guess it was um, um, like the science fiction thing started in like the early 1900s that we started to see this idea of like the Superman and it's. there's a philosopher called Uh, Nietzsche that came up with the word Ubermensch, which means Superman.
0: Yeah. In German, ain't
1: it? Yeah, and he saw that as, like, if we as a race keep trying to, like, get better and better, that's, like, what we're trying to do with, like, technology and science and healthcare, we're constantly trying to, like, get better and, like, get rid of disease and age and stuff like that, we're effectively going to become Superman. Like, uh, that's, like, the end goal. That was his, like, whole... That's why he came up with the term Superman.
0: But, uh, yeah, I guess that... Okay, yeah, that... That's all true. But I feel like the reason the... Superheroes came along... It was more for... It, it's it's always got to do with children. It's always got to do with children.
1: Well, I know that Stanley definitely took that idea of, like, the Uber and made Superman. I've seen him, like, talk about it and shit, mm-hmm. so he's definitely aware of all of that. And he just took the end result of the concept, like, the the Superman, and cut out the middle bit of, like, changed the middle bit. He, like, made him an alien, made him from a different planet and, and all of that, added the backstory in, and then you've got this idea of this Superman. Wait. What?
0: Stan... Stan, Stan Lee?
1: Oh, I might be dead wrong, is fucking. Um, Stan
0: Superman. Lee's Marvel?
1: Yeah, Superman's. Yeah.
0: Um, DC.
1: DC. Mm-hmm. I, well, hang on, let me find the connection between that. I've seen it. The that, mm-hmm. Here we. Yeah, no, it wasn't Stan Lee, it was Jerome Siegel. The comic book Superman, when Jerry Jerome Jerry Siegel first created him, was originally a villain modelled on Friedrich Nietzsche's idea. He was reinvented as a superhero by his eventual designer Joe Shuster after he bore little resemblance to the previous character. However, Superman does find an adversary in the mould of Nietzschean ubermensch in the reoccurring arch-villain Lex Luthor, his greatest enemy on Earth. <laughs>
0: Yep. He's he's the only person who's trying to become Superman or make an army of Superman.
1: And that's really fucking interesting. It's all based on this like 1800 fucking philosophy stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the biggest franchise in the world, like all the superhero stuff. It's really taken over. And weirdly enough, mm-hmm. I don't know why I remembered that shooter was into Batman because it's only mentioned like once on his Wikipedia page. It's just a small thing that says that he was a fan of superheroes, including Batman and decorating. <laughs> and yeah.
0: what? Was he dressed as a clown? Because I remember the shooting, but he wasn't dressed as and a clown. A
1: shooter, uh, a... similar shooting. the Dark Knight. I bet you can still hear me, but my connection's gone. Did you hear that?
0: that? Say, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm back. It,
0: it but was short. Sure. Yeah, it was. It it was on that premiere. They that sort of shooting people. Or but, um, but he wasn't wearing a uh, Joker outfit. He just threw a grenade.
1: But even so, like my original point is like that Joker film, the Todd Phillips one, speaks to that. Yeah, it was at the midnight screening of the Dark Knight Rises. The way that Rupert Pumpkin had that whole thing like planned out—it's how I've seen like the the Columbine shooting, and they plan it all out in their head because they've got all this resentment based upon like, how the world's been treating them, and every mm-hmm. day it's like. Mm. Another bad thing happens to them, and it's just another like peg up the ladder to them breaking and like snapping. And yeah, that whole process you see in the Joker film up to the point where he eventually snaps and he's constructed this like vision of how it's all going to go down and all like
0: all how he wants it to go down,
1: yeah. And then it doesn't, yeah. you know, because they are so so, so strong willed, it ends up happening and it's, it's terrifying.
0: That's the power of that's that's willpower. That's that's having.
1: You froze again, but I'm assuming what you said was (laughs) that that's the power of the mind. The power of the mind is not a joke.
0: It get oh, once you get it in your head that you want something, it will happen. So, what do you want, Oland? What do you want?
1: I want Martin for this to all work out, you know? I want everyone to uh, get through this trying time with uh, their psyches intact. And is that me, person- me personally, I'm enjoying this time and utilizing it to the best of my ability.
0: Mm-hmm. But is that what you really want yourself?
1: I want to. Achieve my artistic vision. Then you
0: will do it. Thank I was, you, my I, saw, I saw <laughs> this... Um, uh, I, it was quite a long time ago, but I saw this video of um, of a guy saying what... You become what you think of yourself. So if you keep thinking of yourself as a failure, you will always be a failure. But if well, you always... Yeah, think I mean, of there's, your...
1: a, there's a lot of talk, you know, law of attraction stuff and kind of... It's like a planet and you're like a black hole and you you, you pull things in around you and they, like, affect your uh, your life. You're like a planet. You pull things into like your gravitational pull and, yeah. you know... It all has to do with who you surround yourself with and the values and the ideologies that you surround yourself with and the media and it just depends on how much you care about all that stuff as well. You know, some people mm-hmm. don't at all and it's, it's not, but I, I think it's like a soup. You'd only want to put good ingredients into your soup, wouldn't you, Martin?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why would you like put stuff that's going to soil the soup? <laughs>
0: through that but so oh. <laughs> it could always go wrong you could think you're trying you, you could fit th-
1: you
0: you you might think <clears throat> you're playing good stuff in
1: well that's why you have to do to a lot yourself. of research about like mm-hmm. wholesome organic ingredients and um you know, find out where the good ingredients come from and, and where, where the real source. You don't want stuff with those like pesticides sprayed on. It. You don't want anything that's going to soil the soup, mine. It's just about, mm-hmm. you know, doing your research and, and working it out for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's could basically you, do the research could, before you do anything.
1: Could you live in the woods? You what? Could you live in the woods? No. Well, there you go.
0: Could you live in the woods?
1: Yeah. You think so? Definitely. No, I'd like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't go through some trials and tribulations in the woods. I think anyone, you know, you're going to come up against stuff you're not going to expect, but I'd, I'd give it a good go. <laughs> I'd have gusto.
0: But you have to do this research first. You have to do the research. Don't forget that.
1: Well, I feel like I feel like I'm at a point where I could attempt the the living in the forest. I feel like I've I've done ample research, but that you can always do more research, Martin. You know,
0: <laughs> exactly. You can never be too prepared.
1: Absolutely. You can never good be too prepared. A good, a good offense is a good defense.
0: You mean a good defense is a good offense?
1: I think it works both ways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it works
1: either way you know I'm like this remote podcasting thing it's, it's,
0: I, I'm enjoying it to be honest it's
1: pretty easy do some a, more definitely I'm, I'm we'll have a conversation once we finish this and we'll um we'll set up another film let's do this because I think let's, you know hopefully this end, end uh, the, points of this, this film. This, yeah well I just hopefully this is like a time when people will be more inclined to to listen to, like, long-form conversations like this. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, in in terms of, like, wrapping up this uh, film, I've made you watch it because it's one of, in my opinion, Martin Scorsese's better best films, film. best, yeah. one of his best films, and it's not one that gets too much hype compared to some of his other films that I like part of, pop culture in a massive way uh, but I think it is it's more relevant today than uh, I don't personally like relate to Goodfellas or Casino or like Wolf of Wall Street. They, watching those films is it's entertaining 100% mm. because people are acting outlandish and acting upon their impulses and it's something you maybe you don't see every day but in terms of
0: nothing you can relate to nothing
1: yeah in terms of like a piece of art that speaks upon culture and remains relevant the king of comedy is is still i think it still feels fresh i don't know about you but it like the the concept of it and the idea feels as fresh as it probably did when it came out oh
0: oh yeah the the whole meaning behind it how whenever you put your mind into to do something you will achieve it no matter what it's it's got. It's ongoing, and it'll probably be going on for yeah. years and decades, fucking hundreds of years to come. Do you know what I mean?
1: Ultimately, it's a film about will um, mm-hmm. and morals, and you have to. If you're going to have a strong will, then you you have to align your morals with that, or something like bad it could happen in the way that you go about achieving what you want to achieve. So if you don't have good morals, but a strong will, then you're probably going to become quite a dangerous person. But Rupert, do you have any... A very kind of uh, polarising character.
0: Do you have any other thoughts on the film? Like, how it ended, how it started, the, do you have any, like, closing statements?
1: Yeah, I, I, I just think that... The journey of Root Pupkin and his desire to achieve his vision is is a polarizing and compelling journey.
0: And entertaining. Don't forget, entertaining.
1: Fun He's fact: so went mm-hmm. on is that the band, the Clash, are actually in that film. Really Who? quickly. Um, oh, you won't know fucking... Well, you'll know some songs by The Clash, but I, they're like a punk band from the 70s, but they're just in this film, just very quickly. Where? It's a shot of them on the street, because it's, it's all shot in, like, New York, isn't it? And um, yeah. there's, like, quite a few shots, like, on the street. I think, if I, if, if I really think about it, I think it's just before or after he goes to the television studio and sits there and waits there um, to, to try and meet Jerry Lewis Jerry Langford
0: and Jerry Langford yeah
1: and there's like was- sh- punks on the streets and they're like famous people <laughs> The Clash mm,
0: I think I think I, I think I remember that scene
1: yeah I, yeah it's around there but yeah that's you know, why I made you watch the film and um, I'm glad that you uh, you felt I enjoyed it. Yeah. A I'm, lot. I'm glad you mutually agreed with me about kind of the relevancy of it today and how it connects to the joke. and it's it's a really interesting film. I highly recommend anyone listening goes out and, and if you haven't already, check out the King of Comedy.
0: Tell us if you if you have any other We've points lost that Mark for, like for a second,
1: shit. but mm. I um I if thank you got- all for listening, and, you know, it's a tough time for everyone, but me and Martin are going to kind of be here to maybe help you through it, so we're, we're going to be watching loads more films, and hopefully, maybe you start doing one, one of these a week.
0: Yeah, let's do it. If you guys have any sort of um, points of that you'd like to discuss with us, put them in the comments, let us know, we'll reply to everything you... You guys yeah, te- text I
1: us. Mean, we have like text us. Like, we have so many outlets of social media. Why yeah. did you say text?
0: Like, I done a message, <laughs> comments. What? It's all the Instagram, same thing. M-I-P-L,
1: Instagram, it's all the M-I-P-L-T-T. same thing. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, MIPLTD. Hit all that up. Don't text us. That, that, that's a crazy. crazy <laughs>
0: if, if, he, if they're on Instagram. And they do something. What's what are they gonna do? Message us? And what's a message? Is that a text? Oh,
1: uh, we're getting bogged down in semantics.
0: Yeah, right? Don't give me that shit. You're getting down in semantics. Uh,
1: you know, <laughs> in this time of limited communication, I have um, <laughs> really enjoyed speaking to you, Martin. You know the you know, human, yeah, yeah. great me too. human connection. And as yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with sentiment what you're saying, anyone that wants to get in contact, um, we're kind of going to be a bit more free with what we talk about on here now just because it's it's just nice. It's just nice to chat to you, Martin, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, We're going to watch the film. We'll chat about some topics and what's going on in the world. Just keep it... See keep what's it, happening. Free, free, yeah. But yeah, I've,
0: cool,
1: loved, I've loved speaking to you, brother.
0: Good speaking to you too, man. I'll see you later.
1: At yeah. 10. Peace. Peace. Hey. Hey.